and we are live. That's live for us anyways, and you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour, and I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. Everybody, this is Ruben Ortiz, and we are here live in the man cave. That's live for me, anyway, and I'm really excited today. I hope you guys are having a great time. This is the Kansas City Social Hour, another episode of the Kansas City Social Hour, getting back into the groove of things as promised. Been on a little bit of a hiatus, but I would never let you guys down. And uh, I've got to speak with Karen Hertz from Holiday Brewing. I'm real excited to introduce you guys to this brewer that's coming here to Kansas City. Small, women-owned business. It's always great to support small business. This is a woman-owned business. She, uh, one of the founders of this great company. She has a great story. And they make gluten-free beers. And uh, for you guys that don't know what gluten is, we get into explanation about that on the podcast. But basically, they're using specific grains uh, for people that may have uh, problems processing typical grains like barley and uh, wheat grains and stuff. But they use buckwheat, which is gluten-free. They use millet, which is gluten-free. They um, Even their yeast, uh, they use a specific yeast that's not, uh, uh, in, I don't want to say infected, but it doesn't have uh, the gluten in it, I guess, because there's... Uh, a way that this can get cross-contaminated with gluten in the processing of the yeast. And that's something that they have perfected in their process. So uh, it's really exciting for health reasons, just to feel good. Also, one of the added benefits that I found out because I got to try the Blonde Ale. I'm also right now going to preview either this IPA or or this IPA. I don't know yet. Well, we'll get into that here in a second. But basically what I found out when I drank the Blonde Ale is you know, with the with the departure of the barley, or you know, one of these typical grains that do have gluten, there is a different flavor, and you could look at that as a benefit, or if not, you may you may not like a millet grain. You may find that you don't like it. You may find that you don't like buckwheat, but it does impart different flavors, and so it takes you a minute to like adjust. Like, okay, I'm tasting something different, and uh, so. Uh, from that standpoint, I think it's exciting because it's a new style almost of beer, right? You 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 still have your IPA style, you still have your blonde, but given that that the grain profile has changed, it's going to give you a different flavor. For some people, that's exciting. For someone else who's more traditional, that might be ex- not be so exciting. So it might not be your jam. It is exciting for people who have been looking for an alternative for health reasons, right? So obviously, this is going to be a great product for folks that are. Uh, gluten sensitive or just need to completely remove gluten from their diet but they want to enjoy a nice brewski this gives them the opportunity to do that and for folks that don't have that kind of trouble this also gives you an opportunity to try something different right we're all craft beer enthusiasts we all like uh, we're all beer miscuous so to speak so we want to try different things so uh, this gives us the opportunity to try these different flavors i have not had the big henry hazy ipa now the original recipe for this 
was sent off to the Great American Beer Festival, and it won a gold medal. So shout out to Karen Hertz and her team for accomplishing that. Holla Daily Brewing is coming to Kansas City. I'm excited to try it out. And so uh, I'm going to try the gluten-free hazy version. Uh, like I said, it's going to be slightly different. What they usually, uh, what they mostly use is millet and buckwheat grain. So uh, slightly different nose, but it does, it does smell like an IPA right away. So you're still having the, the hops. Hops doesn't have any gluten, so you still have that. Uh, there you go. I got myself a nice little pour. Uh, Right away, uh, you can see uh, a, a nice uh, straw-like haze to it. There, it, It's not a completely clear beer like you would get from an IPA. And I'm going to just let that sit for a little bit. And um, continue to talk a little bit about... Um, and I threw a quick rinse on there. So let me, let me get... Uh, Oh yeah, you could right away smell the hops and some of the juiciness that you would typically find in a hazy IPA. And you know, just for, I'm going to drink these both, but just for the sake of circumstance, I'm going to go ahead and pour the Fat Randy's IPA, their Holiday uh, IPA, because I want to get a contrast on the uh, appearance. Okay, I want to see if, uh, oh, this one also kind of has somewhat of a hazy appearance to it. So interestingly enough, the uh, Fat Randy's IPA is also a little bit uh, hazy. So that that's uh, exciting for my hazy uh, beer fans, right? Who, so who isn't nowadays, right? So I drank the Blonde Ale and initially caught me off guard because it, it is a different flavor. You know, it, it has all of the nice uh, beer, um, recognizable beer characteristics you know the the carbonation the color the smell and there's just a slightly different flavor given that that there is a different grain profile right so here's the hazy i'm going to give big henry hazy ipa a try fantastic really good i'm happy to report that that tastes really good and uh, I'm excited about it because I know that folks that have uh, been waiting for a gluten-free option that uh, isn't weird or doesn't deviate too far from what they would expect a normal beer to taste like to get to enjoy this. And I'm also happy to report that uh, beer drinkers in general will find this, you know, some people can't, uh, even if they don't have a issue with gluten don't like to consume so much uh grain based like wheat products you know they they don't feel is is good and there's some different science behind that i'm not a fucking doctor but you know there is something behind that right so if you want to just try something that has a, a different grain that's uh eliminating some of those things like gluten this is your jammy man mm. really really good it's like uh Nice uh, hoppy flavor, got some um, juice, uh, that, that hazy, juicy flavor that uh, you'd, you'd expect from it. The head kind of dissipated uh, quickly. It hung around there for a while. It had some lacing and dissipated. Got a real nice uh, pulp orange juice uh, smell to it. Fantastic beer. You could see why uh, they were able to pull a gold medal for uh, version of that one now interestingly enough i'm going to go ahead and get into the fat randy's ipa oh yeah this one has uh 
more of a pronounced uh, hop smell to it, and so uh, it it it's um, it smells it's way it smells way hoppier than the uh, than the Big Henry Hazy for some reason. And these two, I don't know if they're, um, you know, because going from that one to this one, uh, there's a little bit of a shift. You could tell there's a lot more hoppiness in this one. But either way, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if I, I needed a, a palette transition from those two. But they're very similar, so it's hard for me to pick up the difference right now. I will say there is a pronounced difference in the nose and in the appearance of the two beers for sure. But... Um, very interesting uh if you want to try a uh, gluten-free option if you're with somebody that needs to or if you just want to try a different beer give them a try like i said this is a small woman-owned business so we want to support small business we want to support women in the beer industry as well especially when they're making good products that are helpful to and more inclusive to people that uh, right now can enjoy uh, traditional beers with gluten in them this is a great option to introduce them to this so let your friends know who may be gluten and gluten sensitive or have a health issue where they can't consume gluten that there is a great kansas city option try big henry's hazy ipa try their blonde holiday brewing brewing company and uh without anything further i got in on a zoom call with karen hertz and let's get into that podcast right now, and I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. And you'll have to drink some beer between then and now. Yep, that's right. I do. I have uh, some beers here now. Uh, so we are live. That's live for us anyways. We're not live streaming. This is going to be on a podcast and video. I'm here with Holiday Great. Brewing. Holiday, excuse me. I'm sorry. Holiday Brewing. Yes. And they're coming to Kansas City in March. Uh, this is a gluten-free beer, and so I think, you know, the best place to start is, is you know, with Karen, she has a story about how she found herself being uh, a founder of Holiday, uh, a gluten-free beer. How did you find that you, how, how did you get in your path to where you were the founder of a gluten-free brewing company? Yeah, I, Holiday is really, it's a combination of my education and my work life and my personal life. I had an MBA in entrepreneurial studies that I got here in Colorado and um, was working at Coors Brewing Company in Golden oh, and wow. getting beer from here. Yeah, getting beer from here out to actually Kansas City was one of the locations um, out to the central region of the United States was my primary role. And then I ran into some health issues in 2007. I was diagnosed with melanoma. And in 2008, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and an autoimmune thyroid disease. So two cancer diagnoses and an wow. autoimmune disease in about a year and um, did do treatments for those. So some radiation and surgeries. And then ultimately doctors recommended that I cut out gluten and I worked at a brewing company <laughs> and I love beer and felt like I had, there was only really very, very few even gluten-free beers available, if any at all. Uh, and the quality right. of the beer was not great. So it really just motivated me to start looking into ingredients and figure out how to make 
great craft beer that's gluten-free. And that's what, that's what did it and kicked it off. And even now, you know, um, with so many varieties of beer and stuff, you haven't seen a big explosion in the gluten-free beer. I, in fact, this will be the first time that I can remember. I may have like uh, been at, you know, where they have an option and I may have tried it, but I don't recall. So that, that, that this yeah. will be the first time. And I, I'm not sure. And, and we could talk a little bit about that, uh, like uh, what the difference is. And, you know, I have the ingredients up here, you know, the typical ingredients that uh, most of the listeners are familiar with. But even if you're new to it, um, you know, typically there's a grain and most of the time it's barley. Then you have hops, you know, which give it that floral, you know, that flavor that uh, most people identify with beer. Then you have water and yeast. And, you know, I guess so gluten is found in some of the grains like barley. And then you I, I didn't know this either, but there's risk of uh, it being in, in the yeast as well. So, I mean, you could talk a little bit about like what gluten is, you know, because I'm not sure everyone knows what that is. Yeah. And, how uh, you're, you're able to get the gluten out of your beer. Right. So gluten is a protein that it's, it's found in barley, in wheat, in rye. Those are the three biggest ingredients that generally might be in a beer that we can't use. So we can't use any of those grains. As far as the yeast goes, yeast itself is gluten-free, but when um, a lot of times brewery might propagate their own yeast, and so they grow it on a gluten foundation so it can have yeast in it so what that means for us is that we just need to be sure that we're sourcing yeast that's propagated in a gluten-free environment oh. and it's much more easy to find that than it is to find alternate grains uh, that we could use for brewing but what we did and what i did really um about six or seven years ago i was looking for grains to brew gluten-free beer with and found a malting company. So it's a company just like uh, there are for barley and wheat where they take the grain, they take barley or wheat and malt it and then roast it to different flavors and, and varieties so that brewers can make all different kinds of beers. So for sure. a stout, you're using a dark roast and a, mm -hmm. a light beer, you're using a light roast. And I found a company and they happen to be in Colorado and it's called Grouse Malt House. And all this company does is malt and roast gluten-free grains wow. so that people like me can make beer with it. That's and um, I know it's really cool. So the grains that we use in every beer, we have different combinations, of course, and uh, different roasts, but we use millet and buckwheat in every beer. So that's what we replace the barley or the wheat with is with millet and buckwheat. And that's how we do it. As far as you say, and like there aren't a lot of, gluten-free beers out there yet so there's over 8,000 craft breweries in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and only 15 of us are gluten-free wow so right. it really is a really small group yeah it's a small group yeah that's interesting and so um you uh you're you're coming to the Kansas City market is and you're kind of familiar it sounded like with that market being that um you know you're talking about uh, the central uh, United States that you, when you were yeah. distributing out of golden, is that why, um, you, your familiarity with the market or, or what reason do you think, uh, that, um, holiday would be a nice fit for the Kansas city market? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, of course it's always a couple of things, but one it's familiarity, it's a neighboring state, which is great and really easy for distribution and, and getting beer from here to there. But also we get requests frequently 
from Kansas City and the neighboring areas for our beer. Um, we have avenues either through social media or our website where people can request holiday beer and we get it. I mean, we get requests from all over all the time, but Kansas city is one of the top two cities that have requested holiday to be there. So we figure we needed to get there. Awesome. So there's, yeah, so there's definitely this interest in, in folks that, uh, for health reasons, you know, but also, and you know, I, I just, so there's, there's a definite health reason why people go gluten-free. Like, uh, it, it could be irritable to people's systems, different things like that. I mean, can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? Like, and then also, you know, just to piggyback on top of that, is there any benefits for, for the average person who doesn't, or is it just, uh, you know, is it more of a flavor thing or is there even a flavor difference? I don't know. Right. Like yeah. So, I mean, there's, <laughs> whatever <laughs> I forget, just remind yeah. me and we'll get to it. But um, so there is celiac disease, which is a diagnosed disease, um, basically where your body cannot digest gluten and it does damage to your organs and they can test it. And that's how they'll do a biopsy. And that's how they find out whether people have it or not. Mm -hmm. There's also um, non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So it's people that might have weird symptoms going on, symptoms going on. For some reason, they don't, they don't test positive in that celiac test, but they still either like a blood test, a wheat allergy, um, or even just through trial and error, figure out, I can't, I just feel better not consuming gluten. Yeah. Um, and I'm forgetting that there was one more question. Oh, well, there were a couple more questions. They're saying, so celiac disease is one out of a hundred diagnosed right now. They think there are many more people than that. Mm -hmm. um, but as a whole, about one out of five people in the U.S. are trying to reduce their gluten intake. Um, I think people in general feel a little bit better, but ultimately the real answer is, whether you have gluten sensitivity or celiac or not, gluten causes inflammation in humans. And so a lot of people that might have joint pain, um, it can help with that. It can help reduce just swelling in your joints and things. So a lot of people will reduce gluten for that reason. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that is a scientific fact, but it's not, I'm not out to preach that the whole world needs to be gluten free by sure. any mean. It just, it does cause inflammation in the human body. Mm -hmm. So it may make everyone feel a little bit better. Um, but there's a lot of people that I think it, re it impacts pretty, pretty minimally. Yeah. So even if you're just thinking about reducing, uh, you know, the amount of gluten in your diet and you've heard like these, these different things, it's, it's something you could try. And I think what um, a lot of people would be interested in is like, what are, what if, are there any flavor differences? And, and I'm going to try it here in a little bit, like, uh, you know, cause that's cool too. Even if there was, uh, yeah. a, a, a big difference, uh, there's people are just into variety anyways. Right. So, so mm -hmm. somebody might be interested just in trying a buckwheat grain or a millet grain, uh, beer, you know? So, but you know, what are the differences in flavor or, or body mouthfeel from your beers than, than a yeah. regular beer? Or is there even any? Right. So I, th the ultimate goal for me was I can put down a holiday beer and a traditional craft beer in front of you, you know, without a label and you won't, you won't be able to tell which one's which. So wow. that's what we're going for with holiday. Um, I, there's definitely, uh, we talked about a hole in this market, but I didn't want to just 
shove it with a mediocre product. I really wanted a world-class gluten-free beer product. Um, and really when you, a lot of people may have tried a gluten-free beer before and they're like, Ugh, no, not so good. Um, it comes down to the quality of ingredients in the beer. And so a lot of gluten-free beers are, they skip the grain altogether. We talked about the grain being a real challenge, right? You can't use wheat, yeah. you can't use barley. Those are both great great grains to brew with. And so they skip it all together and they use what's called sorghum syrup. So it tastes like it, like it's really thin, it's sweet. Um, it kind of almost tastes like a cider. And so really coming back down to the ingredient level is what makes the difference in the quality of the beer. And so we are sourcing the best ingredients out there for gluten-free beer. And I feel like it shows in the quality of the products that we make. And we make a wide range of products. Also, a lot of gluten-free beers that you've maybe seen before are only, they might only have a blonde or they might only have a pale ale. Yeah, and that's really right. it. Where we, you know, we have a stout. We, um, we've done an, an imperial stout. We have a hazy IPA that just came out. Um, our IPA, a blonde, a red. So, you know, beer's like a red beer. That's, you know, very malt forward beer. You can't do that with syrup. So the ingredients that we're using are allowing us to make just a, a whole variety. And, and the only limit we're finding right now is just time. I mean, we gotta, we need time to experiment. You know, they've been brewing with barley and wheat in the U.S. for hundreds of thousands of years. And we've been brewing with gluten-free grain for about eight so we yeah. got some catching up to do. Um, and right now, you know, I, it's all millet and buckwheat. And, and I really feel like that's what produces the best quality product right now. And we may interview again in five years. And I'm like, it's all quinoa and rice. Like, yeah. we don't know. We're still really on the forefront of this. Um, but this is what we found so far. Yeah, that's awesome that you guys have a source right there, you know, with the millet and the buckwheat oh. grain. And that's just so cool. And um so I have these, these flagship, these core beers that you're going to have year round. I, 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 all of these will be in the Kansas city area. Right. And I was surprised yes. by the variety that you guys had. Cause you know, typically, like you said, if there is a gluten-free beer, it's like a, a specific cider that somebody might have, or, you know, it's just one, one right. beer that they have in their lineup, but you guys have, man, uh, a blonde ale that, uh, and I have the sample. These are the ones that I have a sample of right now. And I was, uh, gonna ask you which one you thought I should try, but uh, then I have um, I'm gonna try all of them. <laughs> I twist my arm, good, good. and then I have. But <laughs> uh, just today, you know, I'll have this. Uh, you have the the Blondale, you have um, uh, IPA, Randy's Fat Randy's IPA, and then you have Big Henry's Hazy, which won a gold uh, at the Great American Beer Festival. Is that right? That's awesome. Yeah. So we it was. Yeah, we, this is our production version of a beer that won the gold medal for the gluten-free category last year at, at GABF. So we're really excited. And it just uh, we just released it in cans about three weeks ago. So That's, that's also great, too. I'm also a big, big fan win of the cans. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, that is. That's great. You know, that's that's what everybody's shooting for. So that's, that's awesome. And then uh, just having the portability of the cans, that's also great, you know, for people that have an active lifestyle or want to just pack them in and move them out. I love the cans. I um, also saw that you guys have the dating on the can. So that's always nice. You know, you're trying to guess how fresh your beer is. And this blonde that I have that, that I was going to open right now, I think it was like... Um, January 15th. I'm like, gosh, how did this get here so fast? Uh, and then they're not going to be in, in Kansas City until March, but I have this one right now. 
And then um, I saw that you even have seasonals that you that you've, yep. you guys have made a buckwheat uh, Belgian. Uh, there's uh, a pumpkin ale and uh, yep. a red ale. And then you guys have what you call uh, you, like a rotating limited release adventure series. So, yeah, that's a that's an awesome lineup, man. That's pretty cool. Thank you. So yeah. which one did you think I should? I was thinking the blonde, but I mean, if you if you have one specifically that you think I, I should try right now. Uh, um, Do you have a favorite style? No, you know what? I, I like all three of those styles that I have. I like the hazies. I like the, I definitely love IPAs and I, I even love uh, blonde ales. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the blonde is our flagship. It's called Favorite Blonde and there's a cool story behind it. Um, and that's our biggest seller out in distribution. So you can go ahead and give that one a try if you want. If you love hazies, yeah. So tell me the our, story uh, of the behind one. Favorite Blonde then. So, yeah, my grandpa used to call me his favorite blonde. <laughs> and, like, I have letters addressed to his favorite, and the return was from, you know, your favorite gray. Like, handwritten letters, which is really cute. So, we were buds, and he called me his favorite blonde, and he was an eye doctor. So, on the can is an eye chart that says favorite blonde. Um, and then, like, a little eye doctor's office is bold. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, it does chart. look yeah, that favorite, is so funny. Blonde and then the little eye doctor's office. So that is so um, cool. I mean, it means a lot to me. And it, it was our first beer. And um, one thing about this blonde, and one thing I wanted to do coming out is it's, I would call it hoppy, but it's definitely not bland. Mm -hmm. And the ultimate reason for that was I didn't want to come out and have another bland, boring, gluten free beer. Um, it sort of feels like with gluten-free beer, you get one chance and either you pass or you fail. And with this, I wanted to come out and be like, no, we can make craft, a craft Blondale. We, it doesn't have to be cidery. It doesn't have to be sweet or thin. Um, and yeah. so this one has some hops and, and a little body to it, but that's all on purpose. Yeah. It, and it, it, the, as soon as I open it, you kind of get that, um, that brewing smell, like for that fresh brewery smell that I always, you know, li like yeah. to, you know, it has that that grainy smell that that. Uh, it's the malt, it, yeah, the grain, and that you wouldn't get with syrup or whatever else. So, there yeah. is a, like a, a slight sweetness to it, and even like I get a little bit of like a like a tangy lemon on the back end. Is a that lemon? Yeah, yeah. There's and a that's little lemon. Part effect. of the hops. Yeah. So yeah, really good, nice, refreshing, good, clean beer. Uh, yeah. The, so I, I've had my first uh, gluten free beer, and it, it's tastes great it's a, it's amazing my my very first it just uh, tastes fresh like beer. beer yep that's right so cheers salute that's I, good I, yeah right right cheers. on that's awesome i can't wait to try the other ones now because i'm i'm super interested yeah. in how those turn out but yeah i always liked um and this is a you know um I, i've had the last blonde i had was a few blondes i had were like strong blondes so they were like the higher in abv this is uh five percent uh abv so right. it's not it's you know uh it's still you know, stronger, but uh, not as, you know, heavy as, as, you know, some of those higher, uh, stronger blondes that I've been yeah. having. So yeah, it's just a nice, uh, great, you know, almost like a great summertime beer is what I would think of, of this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. me of that. We are, you know, we're in um, Coors Field where the Rockies play here and uh, Mile High Stadium where the Broncos play. And this is the beer that gets sold there. And it's definitely a baseball summer lake beer. Oh yeah, for sure. I could totally we keep see it that. year round. <laughs> awesome. 
And so, yeah. um, and then we, you know, we do brew, you were talking about some stronger beers. So like our fat Randy's IPA you have is 7%. Yeah. I so we that. definitely can brew some bolder, bigger beers too. Nice. I can't wait to try that one as well. And so I have, uh, <laughs> Jordan was nice enough to give me, a uh, one of each of these. And so nice. uh, I'm definitely going to uh, try those out as well. And um, I will probably do a follow up with uh, Jordan uh, later on down the line, and uh, we'll 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 sit down and have you know uh, a flight of these or something, and and give you guys. That'd be awesome. But um, so right now, uh, where where can people find? Uh, well, yeah, if they're going to search for it, and it's not until March, where is it that would be a good place to to get a hold of some holiday brews? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, March 1st, we'll start hitting the market out there. Um, our website is up to date. So it's www.holidaylybrewing.com. And then it's backslash buy. And you can get to where we're at within um, the Kansas City area. We're also headed to Wichita, Salina, Topeka, Lawrence, um, all of those areas. And so we'll keep that updated as we keep gaining accounts and some traction in there. And I think that's probably the best, the best spot to be looking as we grow and as, as we learn more. And also, you know, following us on social media as well, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, and it's at Holiday Brew. Um, and we're on Twitter too. So any of those places will, as we get more accounts, we'll be announcing that kind of information as well. That's so awesome. I'm glad that uh, folks that are looking for, you know, we're going to get the word out that folks that are looking for this kind of option and like love enjoying a beer. That's why I like the the name, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, just appreciating like, um, like if, if yeah. you're looking for this kind of beer and then you, you find it, it, you know, it's like a small little holiday that you're having that day, you know, and it, it's a, it's exactly. just a great name. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, it really was every day's a holiday or make every day a holiday, you know, with my health history and yeah, just never right. know what's going to happen. And, and, you know, now people with even celiac can have a beer every single day if they want. So it's just a fun, positive message. And, um, we get very appreciative customers, which is by far the biggest highlight of all of it. I mean, people in the tap room with tears, just thanking us for making wow. this beer and let, you know, letting people feel even just a little bit normal, get, get yeah. back to normalcy and have a beer at a tailgate party or a chief's game or a, whatever it may be that you tie that to that occasion. And otherwise you kind of feel left out. This, this lets That's people right. utilize, you know, get together and create a community over beer again. And then a lot of times it even gets used for like cooking. If you do, beer can chicken or you know stuff like that you can use yeah. these beers for those too so it's it's just it's cool and the ultimate the goal was just to get beer to people that otherwise haven't been able to have a beer for a while and it's simple but it's really powerful because beer is yummy and it brings us all together so yeah i'm all <laughs> about that great. That's right that's so awesome man and I'm, I'm glad that uh people have that option and now they can turn people on to beers that they hadn't heard of so like if you if you've sure. haven't had a a gluten uh free option and now you have it and now you have all these choices you could turn them on by the way you have this uh pumpkin ale or you know we have this hazy that yep. won a great american beer festival medal and so 
yeah, they could even turn people onto some of these beers as well. And that's, that's really cool. And I think any, uh, a lot of people can relate now, you know, these times have been so strange, you know, that, uh, people are yeah. just more appreciative that they could understand that, you know, that, uh, be a little empathetic of, of what people are dealing with and, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, just be more appreciative. We could all use a little bit more of that for sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. But it's a great industry to be in and everyone's really appreciative and um, I can't wait to get it out there and come visit. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that you're uh, in the Kansas city market and uh, yeah, if you're ever down here for a beer festival or anything like that, I'd love to chat with you again. And like I said, I'll be following up with Jordan who's, who's going to be representing you guys here in our area. And so he's well known. And so salute cheers. It's been great talking to you, Karen. I really appreciate it. Cheers. I'm going to finish so the rest much. of this brewski and I'll probably have awesome. some, another one of these. I'll probably get into the IPA next. So that's, that's it. Yeah. That's let me know. Fun. I would love to hear for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Right. I Thanks, appreciate Ruben. it. Yep, Happy ha New Year. Yeah. Yep. Same to you. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week. All right. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.